Well, welcome back to our podcast. And my name is Jim Hughes, and this is the Gospel According to Jesus. I want to open up with a couple of scriptures. First, it's always great to open God's Word. God's Word is powerful. The Word of God is living. It's active. It can penetrate the hearts of men. It divides the soul and the spirit. It can judge thoughts and intentions. In Psalms 34.1, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear and be glad. And our theme scripture is Amos 8.11. It says, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or a thirst for water, but listen to this, but rather for hearing the words of the Lord. And we so desperately need that today. We need to hear what the Lord is saying to us today more than we ever have before. Today's message is titled, Right Song, Wrong Side. So today we're going to look at what we should be doing and when we should be doing it to help us through problems in our lives. We now have 330 million people living in our country, and we are having a revival of murder and mayhem like we've not seen since the 60s. And we see that day after day coming at us. And maybe because of what's going on, it's directly affecting you and your family and bringing problems and enemies that you're struggling with. I know I am. All of us go through issues and problems in our lives. In fact, it says in Job's 14.1, it says, Man who is born of woman is few of days and full of troubles. All of us are going through many things, many hardships. And if I could hear from each one of you today, I know I would hear the same thing. We're seeing more people talk about God, talk about faith, talk about religion, talk about Jesus, call scriptures out. But it's pretty clear we are in a dilemma that is quite a bit bigger than us. Well, so was Jehoshaphat. He was in a dilemma, a huge dilemma. Jehoshaphat was king of Israel at this time, and he found himself in trouble. In 2 Chronicles 20, verse 1 through 3, it says, Now it came about after this that the sons of Moab, and the sons of Ammon, with the sons of Menites, came to make war against Jehoshaphat. Some came and reported Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea out of our man. And behold, they are Hazan to Mare. Verse 3, And Jehoshaphat was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all of Judah. So Jehoshaphat was scared. He was terrorized because this was a problem he didn't know how to fix. This was an enemy he didn't know what to do with. So what did he decide to do? Did he whine? Did he complain about his circumstances? Did he seek the world for counsel? Did he decide that if he votes the right way, it will take care of itself? No. No, he did none of that. 
what did he do? He sought the Lord and wanted to bring God into the equation of his dilemma. You know, you're in a crisis that you can't fix. When the harder you try, the deeper down you go. Like quicksand. You know, the harder you try to get out, the deeper you go. The more wiggling, the more moving, the more trying, the deeper you go. That's what a dilemma does. That is an overwhelming kind of crisis in your life and in your world. Well, really, that's a house of cards kind of problem. It could come tumbling down if you make the wrong moves. What Jehoshaphat did do in turn was to turn to the Lord and get everybody else to do it also. Because in verse 4 it says, They all gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. In fact, he said in verse 3, He proclaimed a national fast. You know, that's what we need today. We need our leaders, our Christian leaders, those that are in these mega churches to proclaim a day of fasting. We need our political leaders to follow suit. We need to call a fast for our nation and turn to God. Look, if you want God to do something about the problem that we see in chapter 20, You have to address something in chapter 19. You see, in chapter 19, King Jehoshaphat got all the nations to get right with God. Wow, what an undertaking. All the nations. It says in chapter 19, verse 4, that King Jehoshaphat brought the nation back to the Lord, to the God of their fathers. You see, being right with God is a prerequisite to hearing from God. Being right with God is a prerequisite to hearing from God. You can fast and pray until the cows come home, but if you refuse to get right with the one you're talking to, then you have no guarantee he's going to respond because he doesn't want to respond. Why should he? Just so you can leave him out again, so that you can ignore him one more time, so you can say a prayer and get out of it and then put him back on the shelf again? No. So they got right first, and then they saw the Lord move. Look, we're in trouble. And even before this dilemma that you find yourself in, we see all kinds of trouble in our nation, political issues, class envy, race, and all kinds of of items become secondary to this bigger problem. What's the bigger problem? Our nation is keeping God out instead of inviting him in. It's keeping him out of our schools, out of our state houses, out of our culture. All of this outside of your control. We can't control it. Because see, we like to be in control. We like to be able to handle our own issues, take care of them, be self-reliant. We pride ourselves in that. Our country prides itself in that. But Jehoshaphat does it right and says, I'm going to be humble with this thing. He prays 
a prayer beginning in verse 5. Let me tell you what the formula for this prayer is. Yes, there's a formula. You start your praise with a prayer. He starts his prayer by proclaiming God's person and then graduating to God's power. Let me say that again. He starts his prayer by proclaiming God's person, then graduating to God's power. He tells God how wonderful and how great he is, how awesome he is. He tells God that he rules from the heaven. He tells God that he rules over all the world. You see, Jehoshaphat has a problem and doesn't want to do what we would do to take care of it by taking care of it ourselves until we get it all screwed up and almost to the end of ourselves, and then we ask for help. No, he doesn't want to do that. He applies the formula of prayer and then praise. This is good to know that there's no problem out there so big that God can't overrule it or overcome it. He tells God that the enemy coming at him is no competition for God of the universe. So he brags on God's person, and then he talks about God's power. Let me ask you something. Have you ever bragged on God? That's what you want. Don't just ask for his power and skip his person because his power is tied to his character. Look at verse 14. Then in the midst of the assembly, the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel. And he said, listen, all Judah and all of the inhabitants and Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed. Because this great multitude, for the battle is not yours. Now listen to this. For the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. In the midst of what was getting ready to rain down on all Judah, Jehoshaphat listened to the prophetic word of the Lord. Then said, go down against the enemy and do not fight. What? What do you mean don't fight? What are you crazy? We have to do something. We have to we have to figure it out ourselves. We have to fight. Remember the prophet says the battle is not yours. So what do we do? In verse 19, they praised and praised loudly. Even in your personal life, you want to listen for a prophetic word that may come to you or your pastor. It may come through another believer who has that gift, but you want to listen to a word that speaks into your specific reality, your specific issue. After they prayed, God brought a prophet, and then it was time for praise. Look at how much praise goes in to this chapter. Without the problem even being solved yet, It says in verse 18, they fell down before the Lord and worshiped him. Then it says in verse 19, they stood up to praise the Lord. It says in verse 21, they sang to the Lord. Those who praised him, praised him in holy attire. And it says in verse 22, when they began singing and praising, the Lord 
set, and ambush. In other words, praise made the difference. The Lord set an ambush. I love that. I love that our God will and can set an ambush for my enemies and my troubles. This is a hard lesson for the people of Israel and one that did not always get right. Look at Exodus 15. Then Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song to the Lord and said, I will sing unto the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and the rider hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song and has now become our victory. Well, that is the right song, but the wrong side. God delivered them by destroying Pharaoh and his army. But what if they sang that song of praise to the Lord after he had just delivered them out of Egypt? After being in captivity for 400 years, he had just performed some of the greatest supernatural events ever recorded for mankind right in front of them and the world. If you're saying to yourself, my problem has not been solved yet, I haven't solved it. Get your praise on. Start praising God. What am I praising for when my problem hasn't been solved? I'm praising for the God who can solve it. I'm praising that it's not so big that it's bigger than him. I'm praising for him for what I've seen him do in the Bible. See, that's why you have to know the word of God. You have to get into the word and study the word and study it every day. The word of God is your power. I remember a problem that I had uh, with a creditor when I was a lot younger. It was with a fitness center that I had joined in another state. And they had a really nice building, a really nice facility with very nice pool and saunas. And then they moved to a smaller facility with a lot less equipment, no pool and no sauna. I don't remember why they did that, but they did. I felt like they had broken the contract with me by no longer offering what they had offered. I called them and said I wanted out and it's told them why and, you know, all these things that they have changed. And it seems like we had an agreement between us. But a year later, I received this letter from an attorney saying I was in breach of contract and they were coming after me for back payments and penalties. This was in excess of $5,000. Look, for a young couple just starting a family, that is huge. My wife and I started praying and praising God. We didn't respond to the threat. We didn't call them, get on the phone with them, you know, get angry with them. We didn't respond to the threat. Then we received a word. We received a word from the Lord. And that word was to reach out to a judge in the area where we lived. And so we did. And we told him what had gone on. And he wrote a letter to the attorney that sent us the notice. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, we received a notice in the mail letting us out of the contract. Praise God. But we praised we prayed and we praised and we sought God and he came through. But make sure you're praising on the right side of your problem. 
You see, we praised and prayed on the right side of our problem. That is right where we are today as believers. We are singing the right songs of praise, but it's not on the right side of our problem. We need to be like Jehoshaphat and get into an attitude of prayer and praise in the midst of our battles. We will see better results of victory in our lives and in our country if we do that. But first, you have to get your heart and life right with God. If you want these principles to work for you, your heart has to be his. You have to commit your life to him. You have to commit every part of your being to him. You have to release your life to the Lord and let him run it. And so if you're here today and you're listening to this podcast and you're saying to yourself, you know, I'm, I'm not right with God. I don't believe that my heart is right with God, but I want to be right. Let me pray with you today. Let me pray with you that you get your heart right and God can start working in your life. And so let's pray. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I've made many mistakes in my life. You know what they are. I know what they are. Please forgive me for all the sins of my life. All the ways that I've broken your commandments, please forgive me. Come into my heart and make me a new person. Change my life. I surrender my entire life to you. And from this day forward, I vow to follow you. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for writing my name in the Lamb's Book of Life so I can spend eternity with you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've done that today, please share that with me. I would love to hear your testimony about what God's doing in your life. Email me at jimhue71 at hotmail.com. And if you need prayer, if you want to for me to pray with you about an issue in your life, about a problem that you're going through, email me at jimhue71 at hotmail.com. Well, thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless you.